Hello and welcome to season three, baby. Neil, you ready for season three? Oh, I'm ready. Ah, oh, we're so ready for season three. Uh, this is a couple of goons, a hockey podcast that occurs uh, sporadically. Sporadically, exactly. We may we may make promises to do uh, off season episodes and then not not follow through on those at all. No, they're in development hell. That's what oh, they're yeah. in development hell. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. Blame the blame the studio execs. The always. streaming services are just they're just they're chomping at the bit for our content. I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, this was on HBO Max, and then uh, the unfortunate things happened, and yep. you know it'll never see the the light of day. They realized that with our budget, they could make fifteen different original serial killer shows and as a result they just like have been slow rolling us all season and some of them are about hockey players to be clear (laughs) (laughs) i mean my uh, doug gilmore was nicknamed killer you do the math okay (laughs) didn't know about that um okay we'll talk about the serial killers of hockey later when we decide that we want to be the biggest podcast on the internet Um, (laughs) Uh, the slashers. Anyway, um, so yeah. Hey, Neil, how was your summer? Uh, it was good. It was busy, uh, and I think the same has been true for you, right, Walt? I could describe it as slightly busy. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, one of us uh, won a Pulitzer Prize, but what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. You know, I just been slacking off, taking it easy. This but, uh, is the only hockey podcast I think uh, hosted by a Pulitzer Prize winner, as far as I know. Good. That could be true. I actually don't know the answer to that question. We don't I want think to make- that is true. Because like, who is, you know, maybe, maybe at most there's a podcast um, hosted by like a winner of the Canada's equivalent to the Pulitzer Prize. So, <laughs> you know. The, the Grey Cup of Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> yeah, the Grey Cup of Pulitzer Prizes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Walt, Walt won the Pulitzer Prize and uh, we're really proud of him. And I can say I knew him when... We did the first episode of a very uh, sketchily put together hockey podcast on yeah. a whim during COVID. Yes. And look at you now. We're look still at- putting together sketchy hockey yes. podcasts. Same over, software. Yeah, I'm, same using software. A wor- I'm using a worse mic. I don't know if you knew that, but like the mic that I was using at the very <laughs> beginning is way better than the one that I'm currently using. Aren't things supposed to like, aren't you supposed to glow up when you, when these uh, life changing events happen to you? Like you're, you're going in the wrong direction, man. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> we're, just getting, we're getting more true to life. It's great. Um, more real yeah, and a, gritty. Well, they say that, yeah, Gen Z loves authenticity. Exactly. Like if we really wanted this to be a popular podcast among Gen Z people, it would be like recorded in our notes app, like at a diner. And uh, yeah. Hey, don't put that past us for an episode. That sounds amazing. We have talked about doing the one star live show. Dude. Yeah, we got to do that. But uh, the, the idea of a diner specifically seems really, really up our alley. Yep. Uh, it is. Uh, we can do that. Yeah, that sounds like a very doable thing. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, let's talk about hockey. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. So a new season has begun. That is um, true. This well, in fact, new- it, it began in kind of a weird way where like, they they played games. I think it was the Predators and geez, I am so uh, out of practice that I don't remember who they played. Uh, I've got this Predators and Sharks. They played in Prague, which is kind of a weird place to start your season if you're the NHL. But also, other teams were playing exhibition games after these Prague games that counted had already been in the books, which is fun. Uh, so <laughs> a, a shambolic bizarre start to the season which is actually like that's on 
brand for the NHL. I mean, this is the same league that remember a couple of years ago when Calgary and Edmonton had to play a string of completely meaningless games that they had missed because of COVID to arbitrarily get to like the 56 game mark. What they were playing regular season games while other teams were playing in the playoffs. Yeah. These games could not have meant less. They still made them play it. So this is like everything old is new again. Hockey always does this. Exactly. And if you have to go to Czechia to, to start your season, you go to Czechia to start your season. So, uh, excuse me. It's uh, the AP guidance says it's still the Czech Republic on first reference. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> I only know this because I may have edited a story in which we mentioned the absurdity of the uh, Czechia games. So, yes, they, they started playing these games. And uh, yeah, I, I don't even think every team has played a game yet, but most teams have played a game, which gives us a really robust sample size to talk about. No, but I think we'll talk about just teams that we've got our eye on this season, just a handful of randomly selected teams. And I want to start with the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Avalanche, uh, you know, the team that I really was like high on for years. And then they ended up actually winning the Stanley Cup. Did we even talk about that on the show at any point? I don't know. I think towards the end there was getting kind of weird. but um, Yeah, I think we talked about how great the series was going to be against the Lightning. And then it ended up being a good series. It was a good series. Yeah. We didn't, we had, we didn't have anything to add on top of what we had already said, you know? No, yeah, exactly. exactly. Why... Um, why mess with with a perfect uh, take that we had already gone through? But anyway, so the Avalanche, they kind of had a uh, little bit of a hectic offseason as well, a little like we did, where they lost Nazem Kadri, who Ooh. randomly had uh, like a almost a 100-point season or something last year, uh, just this career season that uh, for him. And they also lost Darcy Kemper, the goalie that had kind of backstopped, much maligned goalie, I will mm. say. But uh, nonetheless, he uh, w- was backstopping them during the playoffs to the uh, to the Stanley Cup. He's gone. He's with Washington now. And so they're going with former Ranger Alexander Georgiev uh, and Pavel Franceau. So uh, it's it's weird to have a defending champ go into a season with like basically the shruggy emoji at goalie. It seems <laughs> like that's like I don't know, uh, but but we talked before about how goalies are really random anyway. So like maybe that is the best strategy, right? Yeah, maybe you like the most volatile position is the one that you literally think the least about, and then just <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah, it does seem like you plug in goalie. Like you definitely want your defense to be like competent. And then you're just like, whatever, whatever Puxy stops, I'm good with that. Now we should say that that was also the strategy that the, uh, the expansion Kraken took last year and they ended up having the worst goaltending in like the history of mankind. That is so I don't know how effective that, that, that seems like a strategy that like, could work or could blow up in your face. But I think Colorado's defense will keep it from at least being like Kraken levels of disaster. Yeah, the question is, is is hockey like a skyscraper kind of sport or, or a mobile home kind of sport? Like you need a good foundation to actually get a team. Like football is a, is a skyscraper sport because if you don't mm. have a good foundation, you're fucked. And then, uh, you know, but in hockey, you can just pull in a goalie off the street for all the hell we care, apparently. Colorado Avalanche, and then and what is a what is a sport that is a trailer park? I mean, obviously hockey. I think you could describe as a trailer park sport. Yeah, you know, in different like 
fan base Canadian type of, you know, redneck type of ways. But um, in terms of the mechanics of it, I'm trying to think of like, what does qualify as a trailer park metaphor for a sport? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I think soccer does. Because I think that like one good ass soccer player that you can get for your team can make you go from being a bad soccer team to an excellent soccer team. Mm. Mm -hmm. And also soccer players uh, are really easy to get picked up by tornadoes and thrown uh, large distances. Yeah, they're known for that. So we all remember that World Cup, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who who can forget when Maradona uh, just, you know took off so yeah the avalanche uh so far you know it's tough to even say i think they've played what two games they won one they lost one. Oh, and but the team they lost to man i totally planned the segue is calgary who i think probably had the most interesting off season of any team at least they're in the conversation for it it's because yeah so remember last year calgary had this crazy good season that was kind of out of nowhere. Uh, They were expected to be like, okay, but not amazing. And it was really on the backs of Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, and then, you know, some other guys that had good years for sure. But like those two guys were both over a hundred points. Well, Johnny Gaudreau is now in the blue jackets and Matthew Kachuk is on the Panthers. And they, uh, the, the way he got to the Panthers was they swung a huge trade with Florida for Jonathan Huberdeau, uh, who was, I think we talked about, like, I think I was on the Panthers bandwagon, which didn't work out as well as the Avs bandwagon. Uh, but I was like, oh, this Huberdeau guy, you know, nobody talks about him. He's so good. Uh, but because he plays in Florida, no one cares. And uh, so they they swung that trade. And Florida also traded away Mackenzie Weger, who was one of their best defensemen, to get Kachuk which like, I guess I kind of get it because Kachuk is young and he's good. I think he had a goal just the other day. Uh, but at the same time, Calgary, I feel like came out ahead on that. Then they went out and they also got Kadri. Uh, uh, you know, he was a free agent leaving the Avalanche and uh, they picked him up. And I don't know. I think this team is really good and really intriguing. I think they won the, the trade with Florida. And uh, that's a team that I've got my eye on as a real potential contender. And you wouldn't have thought that knowing that they lost Goudreau and Kachuk. I think the intention might have been going into the season like, oh, they're going to rebuild. They're going to retool. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, they actually still have all these great players that they can kind of uh, build around. And Florida is really interesting, too. The other team on the other end of that trade, because I think – they did the classic thing that every team that like scores a lot of goals and loses earlier than expected in the playoffs does, which is they say to them, they like look in the mirror and they say, we're too soft. And then they like punch <laughs> themselves, you know, a couple times and they're like, we got to go out and get toughness. And then they punch the mirror and like their hand, you know, is, is covered in blood. But then they go and they swing a trade that's like lopsided and not in their favor but to bring in a guy that has toughness and then they like fall off a cliff the the next year because like the the dirty secret of like the analytics era of hockey is that like toughness for its own sake isn't really the be-all end-all that like canadian ex-players from like the 60s and 70s always thought it was 
Yeah. And so uh, I, I feel like Florida fell into that classic trap, but we will have to see whether that's true or not. You know, maybe I'll sound like an idiot if we go back and, and it all works out and everything. Um, but like, I don't know, it feels like I've seen this movie before with a lot of teams. And sometimes they like win in spite of the the doubling down on the physicality and, then, and all sometimes that. They just all get injured, like in the middle of the season, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that this can play out, but it does seem like, you know, we have this fantasy about Gordy Howe and you know all these guys that were like, oh, they're really skilled, but they're also tough and they, you know, they hit and they bang bodies and whatnot. But it's like. Do you really want your most skilled player to also be your most like recklessly violent player that could that's putting himself in a position to possibly get hurt like every night? I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, that doesn't really go well. Hey, like I also remind me like Calgary was already rather good. Like I feel like they just missed the playoffs during the pandemic season. And then last year they definitely went a little deep into the pit. Yeah. So they, like I said, they had this sort of amazing season, um, which was one of the best in the West. I think they were, they had the third most points of any team in the West. Uh, They did lose in the second round of the playoffs in the battle of Alberta, which was, I thought was actually kind of surprising. I would not have picked the Oilers in that series. Um, And then the Oilers turned around and just got crushed by Colorado. So like Calgary probably wasn't going to go to the final with Colorado in the same conference. But um, at the same time, like they had an amazing season. And then there was all this drama with Kachuk and whether he wanted to be there and uh, Gaudreau going to Columbus threw everyone for a loop because, you know, going to the Columbus Blue Jackets is not necessarily what, top elite free agents do as a general rule, uh, nothing against the city of Columbus. I, you know, I don't have anything against it. I heard it's, it's nice, but they just tend not to sign free agents, you know? And so him going there was like, a, am sorry, what? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I think people thought that Calgary is poised to maybe take a hit, but then through all these machinations, I think they, you know, they probably won't be quite as good just because of regression. Uh, but, you know, they may not get 111 points again. But I think they'll probably be in the in the century over the century mark for points again. And they'll probably be a, a team to contend with uh, in the playoffs and not necessarily what you were thinking going into the offseason. Well, there you have it. Neil Payne officially calls the Stanley Cup winner as the Calgary Flames. <laughs> I thought that they might have a chance last year. I There were like a handful of teams. And that that we talked all year about how last season was one of the most entertaining and also just sort of like felt really wide open, felt like there were like more teams that were conceivably capable of contending than uh, the usual season. Now, of course, it ended up being chalk in the final and was like, oh, dynasty team against that team everyone picked before the season. But man, for a little while there, it really felt like, you know, <laughs> there were a lot of possibilities. So uh, it could be another season like that. But I would take that. I, I thought last season was one of the best NHL yeah. seasons in a long time. I distinctly remember uh, not having a lot of expectations for a certain New York area team. And then that <laughs> New York area team being really impressive. Well, hey, and the New York area team right now has an 8% chance to win the Stanley Cup, according to the 538-neilpain.github.edu model. Um, and, the, and the Rangers are another really interesting team because I thought that it was pretty easy to call some of the some regression from some of their best players. I'm thinking of Chris Kreider, who just 
God bless him. Great season. But he went from having a career high of 28 goals in a season to having 52 goals in a season last year against only 25 assists, I might add, which is like, that's always suspect to me. When a guy has way more goals than assists, it seems like he's like, especially knowing Kreider, you know, scored from, I think we had that stat last year where like nobody scored from a shorter distance on average on on their goals than Chris Kreider. So I was like, ah, this guy seems like a real regression candidate. And they did count on him for 52 of their, uh, let's see, how many total goals did they have last year just for fun? Uh, 52 of their 254 goals came from that one guy. So like, you know, yeah, that's a lot of goals, but uh, they've been looking good so far. So I I could be wrong about uh, one of my patented Neil's regression picks uh, that that I'm known for, but Igor Shosturkin, you know, we talked about him last year a lot. Uh, He ended up going on to win the Vezina trophy as the best goalie. But um, you know, that, that I think is the most important factor for them it's a little like the opposite of Colorado where Colorado is just hoping to kind of cover for the the goalie situation by having just so much skill outside of goalie whereas the Rangers are like we're just hoping to cover for the regression of the 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 players that aren't our goalies by just having this guy stand on his head again so I don't know it could work there you go okay who else do you like uh you know in that division <laughs> in the Rangers division? Yeah. Uh well the Penguins, you know, have Ooh. their their connection again working and clicking. Uh I'm always in on the Hurricanes, but honestly it's about I think in that division it's about the teams that like might not do anything because the Washington Capitals have not been good so far. They don't have any points on the season. Again, it's like super fucking early, uh, to, but they played two games. I lost both of them. And I feel like between Alex Ovechkin being incredibly old, uh, he is in his age 37 season. It's pretty old. Uh, and, and just the fact that like this team, they've made the playoffs. I want to say eight straight years and like 15 of the last 16 years or something like that. It's like some crazy number. Um, but you know, all good things have to come to an end. So if I'm looking at that situation in, in that division, I'm like, eh, I don't know about Washington and I don't know about the Islanders either uh, making it back. Um, and then the Devils are always like, eh, we're waiting for the time in which they their young talent emerges and they can win. And like we've been waiting for that for a while. So I feel like they need to to get it together. Maybe the Flyers could do something. Saw them beat the Devils last night. Really? Because they weren't very good last year. Oh, they were, they were dog shit. Yeah. They were just god awful. And, you know, somehow it was not Carter Hart's fault, which is funny because that would be like saying, like, uh, if your football team is really bad and Carson Wentz was the quarterback and you would say somehow it wasn't Carson Wentz's fault. Now, to be clear, the Washington Commanders stink because of Carson Wentz and so did the Colts and so did the Eagles. But it would be like if Carson Wentz was not the problem, but we know he is the problem. <laughs> What a, what a what an odd convoluted metaphor, but I think people will understand it. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just ran into friend of the show uh, Wade Minter, the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes last oh, weekend. Oh yeah, and how how you like them this year? I'm always in on the Hurricanes. In fact, actually, I've got my this is good for a um, an <clears throat> audio yeah. medium, but I exactly. have my Carolina Hurricanes hat. I'm not Listen, wearing I, it. It was directly behind his head. Like he like literally reached <laughs> over his shoulder, grabbed it. 
Like it, he knew exactly where it is. There was oh, like completely. no digging involved. It was just like boom, right off the top. It was on top of my avalanche hat. Yep. See, exactly. It's like so a that tells of, you of teams that Neil likes. <laughs> yeah, that tells you that I'm in on the uh, hurricane. So yeah, I'm, I'm into them uh, most years. I think just uh, because I'm always intrigued by their depth. And Sebastian Aho is a great player. He's the good Sebastian Aho. I think we talked about this last year. There's another Sebastian. So there's two Sebastian Ahos in hockey right now, which makes no sense. We have like a, to admit. Is it like a Wario situation or is it like a Luigi situation? It's important for me to know. Yeah, well, the other Sebastian Aho is 5'10". And the the quote unquote real Sebastian Ajo is six feet, so like maybe he's the Luigi. The good one is the Luigi to the other one's Mario. It's a, that that's a really backwards type. Waluigi of, uh, is extremely tall, so it could <laughs> also be the Waluigi to the Luigi. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, I mean, if we're comparing, you know, Wa characters against ordinary characters, then yeah. you know all bets are off at this point. Well, um, Waluigi just likes playing sports to some notoriety. <laughs> Which like does you know match up with Sebastian Ajo? Uh, so yeah, I think the the Hurricanes. I I don't have any reason to think that they're not going to be good. So I don't know. Some of these are like it's it's just early in the season, you yeah. know. And yeah, um, you never want to be too loud and 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 immediately behind somebody early in the season. So who's going to win the Atlantic? And just one choice, declarative, one hundred percent. Lightning. Book it. No, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't fully know because I want to take. I think there's two teams that you could actually take flyers on, not Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, now, now, granted, neither of these teams has a point yet, although I think one of them hasn't actually played yet. Uh, but the Ottawa Senators—that's a team everybody has been on for just putting together like an oddly good uh, off season. Like they went out and they got. A ton of different guys like Claude Giroux went there, Alex Dabrinkit. Um, you know, they got Matt Murray and uh, no, no, they got Cam Talbot for Matt Murray in goal. And so, you know, they might be the most improved team. We'll still have to see because, you know, we, we have no sample necessarily. On them. <laughs> then the other team is the Red Wings, which I have been sort of like waiting for their revival forever really almost like purely on the basis of the fact that they had a lot of great rookies last year, like that, right, yeah. uh, uh, Mart Sider, uh, and, uh, let's see, who was their other rookie? I've, I feel like, I've I feel like Jake LaHutt was on once last year, obviously Red Wings fan. And you just yes. like, you and he just like listed like names that I have never heard of in my life who are just apparently very promising rookies within that franchise organization. Yeah. Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond were the two big rookies um, with them last year. And so I've been like waiting for them to kind of uh, turn the corner. Also, yes, yeah, Steve Eiserman being their GM is a big factor because he has a history of turning teams around, but like, you almost, you can put too much faith in that just like, okay, Fine, Steve Eiserman is the GM. Does that magically mean that they're gonna like win a cup in like five years? I was like, maybe he's been involved with a lot of teams that have turned it around uh, or whatever. But like, is does that work every time? I don't know. But those are two teams that I'm sort of like, if a team emerges from that division and is a uh, sort of ooh dark horse rising, you know, star of type of a team, I think it's probably one of those two. 
Now, I didn't hear the name. Uh, you know, I think that we have a couple of fans of listeners who back uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I did not hear you describe them as, as contenders. What well, do you, think? you asked for one team, and I <laughs> And it's called a segue, Neil. This is a segue. We're segueing <laughs> so... into a different thing now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Leafs could, uh, could make noise again. Uh, speaking <laughs> of teams that everybody is, like, waiting for them to do something, could they just fucking do something? Like, <laughs> not lose in the first round? Like, I, I don't know. At a certain point, they have to emerge. Like, they got a tough draw last year. I, I will fully grant that if you play the Lightning, like, that's that's tough. That's unfortunate. And there were teams that made the playoffs um, probably fewer points that had to play much easier opponents in the first round. But, like, they still lost to the freaking Canadians like two years ago. And they, I think they blew a three, one lead in that one. Right. Uh, yeah. That one was pretty funny. Yeah. And, and they also had leads in, um, you know, the last handful of games uh, uh, that they were, that they ended up losing in overtime. So like, come on guys. It's funny. I know you're the Leafs. I know this is kind of your thing, but like, could you stop? It's funny that you say, like, could they just fucking do something? Because I believe that's actually the provincial model uh, motto of Ontario. Like, <laughs> could you just Leafs, fucking do could something? Could the Leafs just do fucking something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Or just in general, like, you know, it could be directed at Justin Trudeau. It could be directed at the Leafs. It could be directed at uh, anyone, honestly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so I know we touched on Calgary. Was there anybody else in the Pacific that you liked? Uh... Well, the Kraken, you know, I don't think they're going to be good, but I want to see whether they can make progress uh, from last year because that was, I think, one of our worst picks. And I still, you know, the goaltending was, we cannot understate how god-awful the goaltending was. Well, the reason was sound as to why you thought they were going to be good. There was a track record of expansion teams really being able to overplay their hand. That's right. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, the the Vegas Golden Knights were like a sample of one, but it was a very relevant, it it was a very relevant feeling sample. So, um, yeah, they, and they've kind of turned over the goaltending a little bit, uh, or at least they got like uh, a new half of the the goalie timeshare. So I don't know if that's going to be better. They also have um, this guy, uh, Matty Beniers, who is their, um, like, he was their first round pick two years ago. I hope I'm saying that right. I feel like I've, uh, I've, I've already, I've made two potential uh, embarrassing mistakes where I couldn't remember Lucas Raymond's name. (laughs) And I fully don't know how to pronounce uh, Matthew Beniers name. So I'm just leaning into it. You know, it's early in the season. It's, it's very early. Um, Yeah. Oh, it is Beniers. Thank God. Thank God. You know, it was never in doubt, right? Just, well, please, just send corrections to harry.enton at cnn.com. <laughs> That's right, guys. I'm on the show now. Uh, <laughs> I'm a noted hockey fan. Uh, so anyway. Uh, right, I would imagine, right? Anyway. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I don't think he gives a shit about hockey. He's all about the, the NFL, and he's about rooting for whoever the Yankees are playing. Right. So good day for him. He's had a really good month, actually. Oh, man. Right now, he's actually he's uh, honestly he's had a great second half of the season and he has like a sneaky dynasty. He's won the championship every year since since 2010. (laughs) If if the qualification is 
the someone other than the Yankees wins the championship. And by the way, I mean, that would have been a pretty rough stretch for him in like the late nineties. And, and certainly God knows many years, uh, you know, previously to that. So it's not like he's a bandwagoner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) He's bandwagoning against the ultimate bandwagon team. So that makes him like, you know, he he's, he's on the underground. Uh, But anyway, out of the Pacific, you know, it's it's generally the Oilers, the Flames, the Knights, uh, and you know whether McDavid can sort of have a little support. Last year he did, uh, and had another amazing season. I expect no less from him this year. And yeah, the Golden Knights. You have to wonder about how they're going to bounce back from missing the playoffs for the first time in franchise history, which actually sounds a lot more dramatic than it really is because they've only been around since like 2017. It's it's the worst year they've ever had. It is literally in the history of the franchise. They should just fold the franchise. I think after a year like that, it's just disgusting. Vegas just isn't a sports town. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. uh, You know, we, we need to convince LeBron James of that though. He's, you know, clamoring for an NBA team out there. We got to warn him off of it. It's like, it's not going to be this way for every, your sport is probably not going to have incredibly broken um, expansion team rules uh, that will enable you to win immediately. If I can think of a sport that has been burned by Vegas more than any other sport, it's probably, (laughs) what is it? Tim Donaghy? Anyway, but like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they did have a literal ref that was uh, betting on games. Allegedly. Oh, wait, no, he admitted it. Anyway. He admitted it. He He just said he never, he said he didn't make calls, which like, yeah, if you believe this, Uh I've got property in Florida to sell you. Uh, (laughs) Like the, he said, I did bet on the games, but don't worry. I didn't let it affect my cause. (laughs) I have integrity, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There are lines I won't cross, good sir. Um, So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Vegas after last season, they're kind of retooling. And I I don't know what to to make of them. But I think they also got pretty unlucky in missing the playoffs. I think they were probably better than the, the just the top line. Like, hey, you know, they didn't make it would have given them credit for. There you go. That's uh, we'll see about that. Um, Trying to be fair. And then, what are we missing? Central. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about the. Uh, well, we talked about the Avalanche, but right. outside of them, oh man, this this division. Um, you know, I had high hopes for the Blues and the Wild, and then they played each other in the first round, and someone had to lose. Um, I think we're always waiting for the Stars to kind of do something. They did. Uh, handful of years ago when they went to the cup final, but I think that that team was maybe playing a little over its head. And then the predators are still like, they're still there. They're, they're a team that uh, I think seemed like they were on the downside of everything. And then, you know, they just keep hanging around They're uh, They're, they're like, uh, I don't want to compare them to cockroaches because that's insulting. Yeah. Uh, I, Cause I don't mind the, the preds, you know, I think they have a cute mascot named Nash uh, G-N-A-S-H. Um, uh, but in terms of, you know, I like Jason Robertson on the Dallas Stars. To me, that's one of my favorite players. I did a story about him being the most underpaid player in the league. And then he ended up signing a big contract extension um, pretty recently, I think, uh, like late in the offseason um, to, to stay with the Stars longer. So, I'm glad that he's getting paid and I'm excited to to see what he can do next. 
That's good. It's always nice when you write a story about how somebody's unappreciated and then the, the, the levers of capitalism agree, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, I'd like to think I played some small role in that and I assume my check will be in the mail. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, sweet. So that kind of brings us around the league. Any teams that, you know, I know that we were talking about teams that had a lot of potential this year or could do really well. Any other teams that you think maybe if they aren't like going to do great that you still think are nevertheless interesting? I mean, I think the uh, the only one of those that we haven't talked about already is probably the Blue Jackets because they have Johnny Gaudreau uh, against really all odds and and you know probability of someone signing somewhere. I can't. I really um, am, am making it sound like it was a shocking move, and I think that that's fair because it really was. Like I, I don't think anyone saw that coming. So we'll see what they can do with that. They lost their opener against the Hurricanes, but it, it's a long season. Um, but I'm just curious, like Patrick Laine, uh it figures to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of Johnny Gaudreau. This is a guy that a handful of years ago, he was like almost a 50-goal scorer when he was with Winnipeg. And then he got sent to Columbus. And at the time, Columbus had John Tortorella as coach, who's now the coach of the Flyers, who's like just notorious hard-ass. And like, you know, just a dick, honestly, like we, we can say that like good coach, like he's, you know, he, he, he's had success and he's like one of these turnaround artists. So you, you can't, you know, knock him, but he's one of those guys that wears out his welcome really fast. And so when the Jackets traded for line A, who had been like a really high scoring forward on Winnipeg, it like. Tortorella tried to take this square peg and just cram it into this round hole of being like a defensive um, forward and like a, you know, total length of the ice type of player. And it just was a disaster. I think that's the only way to really describe it. And maybe with the new coach and sort of a new, you know, approach to things, uh, he and also the new line mate in Goudreau, that he can kind of recover that form that he had and maybe have like a breakout season. And, and um, Goodrow obviously could be due for another big season playing next to him. So that's like an interesting pairing on that team. I don't know necessarily whether it's going to be enough to really make them like good, but uh, interesting maybe. Interesting is good. We'll take interesting. I'll yeah. take interesting any day of the week. There we go. Um, and then... Yeah, I guess while we, you know, this is kind of the kickoff show, so we don't have a ton to kind of work with. Uh, but I guess anything else that you're going to keep keeping an eye out for over the next uh, couple weeks? Well, I don't know. I mean, I was going to say, do we want to do we want to make Stanley Cup predictions and like, you know, stick with that team through the year? Uh, sure. And and uh, just make totally uninformed. Like, here's the ground rule: yeah. you can't take the Avalanche and uh-huh. you can't take the Lightning. Yeah, that's for it. That's for it. But if you if you can't take those two, I want your Stanley Cup, uh, you know, ride or die team. Oh yeah, and you can't pick your own favorite team. I was gonna say like I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot baby who likes the Rangers, who apparently have an eight percent chance of. You can't take them. I can't take them. They're off the board. I can take them. I can take them. You can take them. Damn it. All right. Um. Yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps you will. Uh. Hmm. Okay. Um. I got mine. You, uh, you sold me on Calgary. I like, like, that's cool. They've been kind of lurking there for a while. And, and, you know, that this would be kind of a step up for them. Uh, I remember them being really competitive against Edmonton last year, um, which I think last year, that was my secret 
other. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Well, you had picked, uh, what was it? There was something where like they beat the Rangers during like a regular season game or something. And you decided that, that, uh, because they, because they did that, they became yeah. your favorite team. <laughs> well, no, I, I think we decided to do it like King of the Hill style, where it was just like, like, uh, or, um, Highlander style where like after, there can after be you... only one. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, but, but either... they're, they're not even in the same conference, so they couldn't have beaten each other in the, in the playoffs. So how did we no, determine, yeah. like, which was it just a random regular season game? It might've been, <laughs> I don't fucking remember, man. We don't have rules here. Um, I think we also fun. don't have any record of anything I I, that has happened of course on the show. Maybe it was like we were picking like a Canadian team or an other conference team, and they beat like somebody who I didn't like. It could be a lot of things. Either way, <laughs> the friendship with Edmonton over Calgary, new friend now, and um, so yeah, that that'll be my that'll, that's my ride or die this year. Okay, all right. Uh, my ride or die is. I kind of want to say Carolina. I, th- I think I'm going to go with Carolina. I was like half tempted. One. Well, I was half, <laughs> I was half tempted to take the Leafs. And then I was like, is that smart? I don't it, know. Is, if it that's smart, smart. is it smart to like curse them this early? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like really tempted to change my pick to the Leafs though. I, Cause I that would be fun, right? I'm going to, you know what? Really fun. Let's go Leafs baby. Wow. And, and if they do win, if this is the year when they finally win, think of how like, I'm going to be in on the ground floor with this team. That's what every Canadian baby is told the minute that they emerge <laughs> from the womb and it doesn't happen. <laughs> well, unless they unless their parents speak French and then they're told about the Canadians. And that still doesn't happen, but at least they get closer. Again, please send all hate mail to harry.nturner.com. <laughs> uh no, um I uh that's a good one. They're fun. Also, again, like you're right. Like what it's going to happen eventually, right? Right. It's like broken clocks, you know, yeah. being right twice a day. Like eventually, well, it's the Cubs winning the World Series. It is man. the Cubs winning like, the World Series. It imagine really is against the Cubs in the World Series. You'd have to be a sociopath. You You'd know? have to be a Cleveland fan. Uh, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you. Well, we don't have any Cleveland listeners because they don't have a, a hockey team. They do they not did have, have the a hockey team. Short-lived Cleveland Barons who uh, were named after Baron Trump. And then, uh, <laughs> not really. I was like, that's a terrible name. <laughs> the Cleveland Barons are an amazing team. Uh, no, the Cleveland Barons became the, uh, I think they were, they started life as the Oakland Seals or like the California Golden Seals. Sure. We've talked about this, right? Like the teams yeah. that became defunct. And I believe the Cleveland Barons, like they sucked, obviously. And they were like just hanging on by thread. And so were the Minnesota North Stars around that time. And so both teams were like, okay, guys, we're going to go bankrupt if we keep things going the way they are. And so the Barons and the North Stars hatched a plan in which like half the good players from the, the Barons, of which there weren't many, went to the uh, North Stars and they merged and became one team that was still known as the North Stars. And the Barons were excised from the history of the game. And uh, the rest is history because that team now plays in Dallas. That's amazing. That's really good. I love that, like, classic, like, 19, I assume 1970s or 50s. Yeah, it was, like, late 70s. Extreme loosey-goosey shit, like, um... Oh, man, the best time of sports, I feel like, was, like, they they were just, like, hey, do you want to, like, sell our team for, like, a fraction of the NBA's future TV revenue for perpetuity? 
uh, I'm not totally sure about this, guys. Uh, but okay, let's do it. And yeah. then they <laughs> and then they get a check for like a billion dollars like, each year. Concession sales are down four percent. We gotta up and go. And it's just like if you just wait five years, baby, you're gonna be making yeah, like, a trillion dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's like this this league this idea is just terrible. It's never gonna work. <laughs> let's pack it in, you guys. Um, I was also reading about like only four teams from the World Hockey Association made it into the NHL. I'm sure we've talked about this in sure. some way, shape or form. Uh, so like the rest of the teams just sort of like they were kind of left out. They were, they were just like, Oh, Hey guys, we're going to play this next season. Right. And the like Winnipeg Jets were like, not you aren't. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, it's like all the, whatever, like the like smaller, like the ABA gets into the NBA right. or the AFL goes into the NFL. It's always like a little funny how some like it's great. Uh, yeah, some teams the, will have to be sacrificed. And like the Cleveland Barons, what a dumb name. When you first said it, I thought you meant like Baron as in the sense of like a wasteland. And I was like, yeah, I would name it. <laughs> like, it does sound like the industrial landscape of Cleveland. <laughs> I don't even think the, uh, I, I don't think the, the Rust Belt uh, hollowing out had happened even no, by that, that like, point. NAFTA was a decade and a half. Away. Right, like, yeah. yeah um, I, I don't think they uh, had even made Roger and me yet. I know that's Detroit, but oh, same wow. idea. Uh, <laughs> so Ryan anyway, it was just a twinkle in the New Yorker's eye at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, the you know, bet people did not think that the Cleveland Barons would come up in this episode. But wow. we try to keep people on their toes, and I really think um, you know, the next expansion team. Think about it. Honestly, think about it. It would kill Hartford. It would really kill Hartford. But maybe <laughs> that's the next expansion team. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to bring back the whale, unfortunately, or if they do bring it back, like. Would they put it in Hartford? I don't know. Who can say? But either way. Uh, so you have our picks. You have our... welcome well, Again, Neil, welcome back to the third season. We're back, baby. We made it three seasons. We've made it longer than most Netflix shows. We are like... <laughs> we also made it longer than the Cleveland Barons. Yes. So... We made it longer than Cleveland Barons. We made it longer than more seasons than the most Netflix show. We put out more episodes than most like British TV series, which is like, <laughs> you know, that's a chip on it. They work pretty good. Um, and we are known as the Sherlock of uh, goon-based hockey podcasts. Exactly, yeah. The, the sexual tension between you and I is really palpable. It's really driving the folks on Tumblr nuts. <laughs> are you the Benedict Cumberbatch? Or I, I don't know how this works. Yeah, I don't know, man. We're, we're just going to have to see what the people on Tumblr and AO3 decide, because that's honestly more <laughs> up to them than it is up to me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, tweet us your AU. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> And All if right. you have any original characters, we really want to see your DeviantArt uh, sketches. Yes, absolutely. Even even sketches too raunchy for Deviant. Anyway, I've been Walt Picky. You've been Neil Payne. You can be found on the internet. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>